Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, you guys, Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. We have roads inside our minds. Roads we drive down repeatedly. And these roads can either help or hinder us. If we want to create a different life, we have to create new roads inside our minds. Today, we speak to coach and mentor Benjamin Harvey of Authentic Education on the simple but powerful ways to work on your internal wealth blueprint so you can create those roads inside your minds which lead you to financial freedom town. But first, let's hear from Chris Tate to get a wrap of the markets for the week ending the 26th of May. Chris Tate, hello and welcome. Morning, Caroline. How have the US markets reacted to the Pope's blessing? The American markets are an intriguing little conundrum at present in that we've got the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 nudging all-time highs, the Dow trying to do the same thing, but the broader Russell 2000 going, yeah, maybe not. So I, I would I would imagine they looked at the photos of Donald Trump and the Pope and went, yippee, oh, no, he's still a dickhead. After the nail bomb in Manchester... How's Europe looking? Europe's an intriguing little conundrum in that they're attempting in some ways to do the same. If you look at world markets year to date, you've got a series of standout performers, none of which is the local market. So if you look at the hierarchy of them, you see Europe doing very well. You see the short segment, NASDAQ 100, doing very well. You see the Hang Seng doing exceptionally well. And you see us going, we're still here and 6,000 was a bridge too far. What sectors are moving at the moment and what have you got your eyes on? I mean, in terms of locally, there is a little bit of chatter, and I'm not convinced yet, of this move towards defensive stocks like healthcare and the like. But the bottom line is the problem you face is if the broad market's not moving, there's no general interest. And with base metals literally dying in the arse, particularly iron ore, and the precious metals not doing all that much, within the local market, there's not a lot to get excited about. So what have you got your eye on? I'm currently, again, talking book. I'm long Hang Seng, long NASDAQ 100. There's no local exposure at all. And there's one or two currency bibs and bobs in there that I'm looking at, particularly the euro, which is actually displaying a little bit of strength. On that note, Chris Tate, thank you for the market wrap occurring. Thanks, Caroline. Need a little short-term trading magic in your life? Chris Tate and I are touring Australia to give you our one-day course. 
so that you can trade the short-term trends and raid the markets. We're coming to the Gold Coast, Sydney, Perth and Melbourne. And you want to be in that room as we reveal our secrets. Go to tradinggame.com.au for details. tradinggame.com.au Benjamin Harvey is an expert in human psychology and wealth creation. He calls himself a difference maker, a mentor, and he's co-founder of Authentic Education, a training company helping people do what they love. Ben's mission is to empower people to live abundantly and on purpose. He has delivered over 8,000 coaching sessions and presentations and has been featured in BRW and the Huffington Post. We welcome him to the show. Ben Harvey, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thanks so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here. Ben, let's hear a little bit about your story. Tell listeners how you got up and running. Well, about uh, 1997, I, I managed to really screw my life up and uh, take a bit of a nosedive. I'd been a little bit lost and not really knowing what to do. And I actually ended up finding myself in a, in a huge amount of depression and, and quite a severe level of mental illness for about five and a half years. And uh, coming out the back end of that in 2002, I decided to, to get educated because I'd been in debt since I was 14 years of age, literally been broke the, since I was 14, and I was really just trying to work out what to do. And so in 2002, I knew something had to change. So I went and got educated specifically for the reasons of bringing abundance into my life, not just financially, but all areas of my life. And in doing so, I learned a few things along the way and decided to, to share that with others as well. Let's talk about a few of the things you learned along the way. How can investors control their emotions of fear and greed so that they stick yeah. to their investing rules in the first place? I think that is the key thing. I think investing rules is just the critical element from it. And We've all been there. We've gotten excited by something and uh, we lose our way and all of a sudden we, we lose the edge and we don't know what we're doing and, and all of a sudden money starts to empty out of our bank accounts to the other way around. And so I think as a trader, as someone who wants to be successful at it, there are some emotions that you've brought up that are important to work through. Uh, guilt and fear and greed would I think would be the top three. And uh, if we look at them individually, guilt as the first one, what we find is that when people get a large uh, a windfall of money or they make a good trade and they all of a sudden they're, they're on a bit of a high, what can actually happen is they can start to experience guilt around making the money. And I know it's kind of sounds uh, counterintuitive because people are probably listening going, what do you mean? Why, why would I feel guilty making money? That's the reason I'm doing this. Well, <laughs> who would ever feel guilty making money? But research has shown that when people get a windfall of money, within about two to three weeks, the most common emotion they will feel is guilt unless they have a really good reason for the money. If you look at the most ancient, wealthiest cultures of all time, like the uh, Chaldeans or the ancient uh, Egyptians or the ancient Greeks, um, what you'll find is that they spent a lot of time ensuring that as they built huge amounts of wealth, they had really good reasons for the distribution of that wealth. So this goes way beyond goal setting. This goes to a point where people start to realize that in order to remove the guilt feeling from making money trading, it is important to understand where the money is going to be distributed. So a lot of traders out there, they want to just get into the into the trading, into the stock market. They want to start making money, but they haven't mentally allocated that money. 
Now, if people are able to have reasons for where to allocate the money, like let's just say that your reason for making money is to buy everyone in your family a beautiful home. Well, that reason in and of itself allows people to mitigate the whole emotion around guilt. So the first thing I'd say to people is make sure you have a reason for your money. Even if it's just to spend it on consumer items, you've got to be clear on the reason. Otherwise, huge amounts of money when they come your way will uh, result in guilt, which then affects your ability to follow your trading rules. I think the second big one is fear. And fear, from a technical perspective, can be mitigated simply by position sizing but also having an understanding of how the nervous system works. What we found about the nervous system is it can have fluctuations of uh, 10% in any given direction. So, for example, if I'm in a relationship with someone and that relationship drops by 10%, it doesn't really create any stress inside the system and it doesn't activate our fear centers. If that relationship improves by 10%, it doesn't affect uh, any any, uh, impact on our nervous system. But if we go beyond that 10%, all of a sudden, um, parts of our brain, specifically our hind brain or the reptilian function in our brain, it activates this trigger saying that what's happening is no longer safe to our survival. And all of a sudden, we start to behave in a way that brings us back into our comfort zone. So as we start to get into the stock market, if we're placing trades that are larger than uh, 10% of our overall net worth or our net income, and our position sizes are too big, not only are we putting risk into the stock market, but we're also triggering primordial fears inside the brain from a safety and survival mechanism. And I think this is something that people really need to understand, that if they just realize that fear was feedback, and the feedback that you're getting when you're entering the stock market, if you are experiencing fear, is that the trade you're placing exceeds your risk tolerance, but it also exceeds what your nervous system can cope with at any given time. And so having worked with a lot of traders, I find that just by getting the correct position sizing, everyone's position size is different. If we just get that right, then fear does tend to to reduce. But anytime people go above that, they do break the rules and they break the rules for the purposes of actually ending up getting themselves back to the same financial situation they were in when they started. And, And at the end of the day, no one really wants to do that. They always want to be I'm growing. And the last one is is greed. And, and I think a lot of people listening in really do have the concept of greed kicking in because when you make a huge amount of money, all of a sudden you want to make a whole bunch more money. And that when that greed kicks in, position sizes do change, rules get broken, your edge gets lost. And all of a sudden, we start to realize that we're not getting the results we're looking for. And if we look back into the ancient cultures, they found that greed was mitigated by people knowing why they deserved the money. And I know it sounds really weird, <laughs> but if you just – and this is, this is something we find all the time, that um, when people get, get an inheritance, for example, uh, a lot of people don't realize that 87% of people that get an inheritance from a family member go back to zero within 18 months. Wow. Inheritance side. And the same goes for lotto winners as well. So if you if you win the lotto – um, there was a, a classic case of a lady in America who won over $400 million, and 18 months later, she owed $3 million. So so she went through $403 million in 18 months. I don't even know how that's possible, right? But there's a, there's a law out there known as the law of diffuse motivation that says once your net worth equals the list of goals you have, 
you lose all motivation to earn any more money. And most people's list of goals is a house and a nice car. And so once they have a house and a nice car, they're no longer motivated to earn any more. And the gap between your motivation and your uh, list of goals, this is what creates that drive for people. So what I find is really important. So in my mind, I'd love to set up a, a chain of early learning centers all over the world, and that's going to cost millions and millions of dollars. And so it doesn't really matter how much money I make in life, I'll never have enough to fulfill the dreams that I have. And because I'll never have enough, there will be no reason for feeling guilt or fear or greed because I already have an allocation of reasons. I know why I deserve the money. And I also make sure that I, I take the right kind of position sizes and the right kind of risks that allow me to continue to grow and progress. So, Ben, how can people stay detached from the outcomes of their investing? Well, there's a, there's a quote that, that my financial advisor often says to me. He says, Ben, it's important to have boring money and an exciting life. Ooh. And so it's boring good. money and an exciting life. But, but I think a lot of traders try and have exciting money. And they get lost in the thrill of placing the trade as opposed to what the trade allows them to do. And I think to become detached from the outcome, it really does come back to this concept. One of the key things that I, that I make sure people who want to build real wealth actually do is write down a list of all the reasons why they deserve to be wealthy from whatever it is they're doing. So let's just say that they do decide to be a trader. One of the things that I'd ask everyone in this, who's listening to this podcast right now, they can actually sit down and make a list. And the list is literally two or 300 reasons why they deserve to make money as a trader. And just this alone and this wiring that will take place inside their mind will begin to allow them to start to become detached from the outcome because it shifts the way we feel about how we're trading. And I think this is one of the, the critical things that, that people can do as a, as a task right now. Do you think some people who are born rich, some people are born poor, do you think that that affects them ultimately as they grow through life? Is it a determining factor in how their life turns out? Well, I think what people begin to become aware of as they get older is it doesn't matter, I, I think, what environment you're born into. It does matter, though, how you work with what's called your imprint. As we're growing up, up until about the age of 10, modern psychologists spend a lot of time explaining that we are absorbing everything in, around us. We're making rules and, and regulations to live our life by. We're formulating certain beliefs and how we're meant to uh, behave in any given situation. And what ends up happening before the age of 10, we actually make up about 95% of our rules around what we do with money. Now, I don't know what you were doing before the age of 10, but I was pretending to be Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> well, unfortunately, Spider-Man worked for free. So... <laughs> that's it. So I think a lot of my uh, mindset around money was to work for free, uh, was to give all my services away for free. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Spider-Man was not a very wealthy individual. <laughs> my entire imprint of wealth creation was modeled off Spider-Man. And a lot of people don't realize that this is really happening. And so later on in life, we're presenting with some incredible opportunities, business opportunities, trading opportunities, investment opportunities all kinds of opportunities for in order for us to build wealth, but we just don't see them because our imprint prevents us from doing that. So does it help to be born into a, uh, an environment where you've got a silver spoon in your mouth? 
Well, maybe because you're surrounded by wealth at that time and it might assist you with your ability to be able to know that you deserve things and that you're worthy. However, there are many self-made uh, millionaires and multi-millionaires and billionaires and multi-billionaires that were born completely broke. Now, what they do differently is they strategically approach the, their brain and their neural networks and they spend time rewiring the way in which they think. Because the cool thing about our imprint, even though it's set before the age of 10, given the right tools and the right training, anybody listening into this phone call or this podcast can actually completely change their, their imprint. The unfortunate news is if they don't change their imprint, no matter how many successful trades they place, they'll never actually become wealthy. Because even if they make money in the stock market, they will go and frivolously spend it in a different way. So even though the stock market is the vehicle to make money, they will still not have investments because their imprint will tell them to get rid of it. And I think really in, you know, the imprint falls into five core categories that pretty much everyone will fit into at some point in their life. And we have seen people sustainably work up through the categories. And down the bottom, we tend to see financial poverty. And this is anybody who can't last more than 12 months if they stopped earning a dollar today. And you'll find that most of the world fit in that category, that if they stopped earning a dollar of, of active income today, within 12 months, their lifestyle would change. Up from that is financial stability. These are people who can last one to five years if they stopped earning a dollar today. Next is financial security. People who can last longer than five years, but they still have to earn active income after uh, that period if they're going to continue on their journey of what the lifestyle they want. But up from that is something called financial independence. And this is where people have investments invested around 7% that can cover their lifestyle for the rest of their life and they never have to earn a dollar of active income again. Now, most people, unfortunately, don't get to a state of financial independence because their imprint is not wired in a way that allows them to invest correctly. So in answer to your question, do, do some people, uh, are they going to be rich or poor uh, based on how they're bought up? The answer is, well, actually, they can change their wealth imprint any time, and in doing so, they can actually move to the highest level, which is financial freedom, which is where they have enough income invested at 7% to increase their lifestyle year in, year out. And one of the simplest ways people can start doing this right now is make a list of all of the beliefs they have around money and all the rules they have around money. So they've got to write down two lists. What is everything I believe about money, the good and the bad? And what are all the rules I have around money, the good and the bad? And just by beginning an analysis process, they can start to weed out the beliefs that don't support them and the rules that don't support them. And then systematically over a period of time, they can start to reinsert brand new sets of rules because we do control our mind, but our rules and our beliefs are the things that most impact our financial situation. Any other tips to change your blueprint? That was such a good one. Got any others up your sleeve? I, uh, it's really funny. After years and years and years of studying personal development and becoming a master of Reiki, which is an energetic healing technique, a master of neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis, and I became trained as a shamanic practitioner, and you name it, I've literally done over, I don't know, 50 or 60 master level certifications and a whole bunch of different tools, and they're all weird and wonderful. But I've actually come back, and you're not going to believe this, I've come back to realizing that list writing, actually writing lists is the most powerful transformational tool on the planet. Hmm. And you can't imagine my disappointment after being in sweat lodges, 
going in these ashrams and spending literally 40 days in a cave, all these things I've done <laughs> to find out that my third grade teacher, Mrs. Holden, was correct all along. All you have to do is list writing. So if, if you're wondering what I recommend to everybody without trying to complicate things, it's get a notepad from your news agency, get a pen, and every single night do not go to sleep without writing out 100 reasons why you deserve to be wealthy or 100 reasons why you place successful trades or 100 reasons why you are committed to learning more about it. And if people just spend the next 30 days every single night writing out 100 reasons why they deserve things, why they will learn more, why they've got to place better trades, I guarantee everybody listening to this podcast that 30 days from now, their life will absolutely have changed. That's an absolute guarantee because when we start to list right, we produce a substance in our brain that insulates brand new thought processes and everyone in their brain has um, like roads. We could just imagine roads in the city. We've all got roads that we drive down regularly and those roads drive us to destinations that we may not potentially like right now. If we want to end up at a different destination, we have to create different roads inside our mind and nobody's going to create the roads for us. That's the unfortunate thing. We don't have any special matrix pill that we can eat and all of a sudden the roads are there. So if the people listening in want to end up in financial freedom town, they've got to create roads to financial freedom town. And list writing, the repetition of answering the question, even if the answers are exactly the same, just list writing and writing things out on a piece of paper produces a substance known as myelin. And myelin is what insulates the roads that we want to start to travel down. And so if we start to myelinate brand new neural networks in our brain by list writing every single night, within under 30 days, we'll have a whole brand new map, brand new roads, and we'll end up in brand new destinations. Myelinate into Spider-Man. That's it. <laughs> And I think this is the um, the most important thing. And, and something else I'd say to the listeners is be very careful about the roads that you continue to drive down if they're not getting you to where you want to go. Because the sad thing about myelin, very rarely can, can a road be um, demyelinated. So if you're going down a road that you don't like and you're ending up in a destination that you don't like around your finances or your health or your wealth, then be very careful going down that road any more times because every time you go down it, you insulate it even more. And the more you insulate it, the more you have to realize that that will never lose its insulation. So I think starting straight away, everyone listening in, there's no point going back to the past and looking at all the different reasons why you're not wealthy. Just forget all of that. Starting today, today create brand new roads. Today keep traveling down them. Today start to write your lists. Today, make a decision that you're going to be financially abundant. We have seen people progress up this pyramid from poverty to independence or financial freedom in a matter of um, years, if not months, just by working on their internal wealth imprint. And everybody can do this if they just set aside some time each night, just about 10 to 15 minutes for the next 30 days. It's very easy to do. It's just list writing. We've all written before. And if they just do that, they will actually experience significant changes. That's one of the easiest ones I can explain to people that will get the most significant result in the shortest possible time. And that is all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear the rest of Benjamin Harvey's interview. And in the meantime, if you'd like to find out more about him, go to authenticeducation.com.au forward slash trading. In the meantime, good luck in the markets. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next show. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. 
Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.